behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. And it is that time. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Jeff Kitty with us today as well. Guys, thanks for uh, getting up early and joining us. Yeah, it's no a pleasure. Appreciate it. And if you're listening on Tuesday, I know it's not early. It's in the afternoon, but it's a replay of what we do on Saturday mornings. Thanks for listening anyway. So what do you guys think today? I don't know. Other than it being freezing in here, it's good, right? It's freezing in here, yeah. So I can't <laughs> tell you what's going on outside. But then, you know, you're looking at the smoke, and I guess it's going to get worse throughout the day. I, it may. Yeah, uh, it may. So, again, for those of you that have you know, issues along those lines, yeah, you need to be watching that. And, and again, we've got uh, sponsors that can actually – help you in that area when it comes yeah. to you know whole hair whole home filtration we've got you know arc electric that can help you guys out on the south end of town and we've got absolute electrical heating and air that can help you out on the north end of town so arc electric has actually added the hvac component to what they do as well so if you're on the south end of town so really we've got both ends of the or all ends of the metro area <laughs> handled absolute will do everything on the north end and Arc will do everything on the south. I mean, actually, the far south end, as far as Arc Electric is concerned, because you live in like Egypt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kansas, Egypt, yeah, yeah. Kansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We live way out in Elizabeth, yeah, southeast, yeah, southeast, yeah. People said that you know, Dennis, we're never gonna, you know, we love you, we love that your new house, you look great, and everything. This is like twenty years ago, uh, but we're not gonna come see you too often. And I'm like, really? And then they wound up buying further past. I was just gonna yeah. say, and then yeah. things change, and yeah. that's that's where they end up yeah. anyway. So yeah. now all of our sponsors, by the way, we appreciate each and every one of them, from Arc to Absolute to uh, Dave Hart at Roofmax, uh, Affordable Interest yes. Mortgage, yeah. I mean, yes. all of them. We, you know, we enjoy yeah. each and every one of them and appreciate their sponsorship of the show. We wouldn't be here without them. So if you ever need anything, please go to the website fixitradio.com. And uh, just look for the sponsor that you've gotten. Like I said earlier, when it comes to the heating, electrical end of things, ARC for the south end and Absolute for the north end. Uh, there may be a tad bit of crossover between those two, but frankly, I don't think there's much. There's almost yeah. a distinct line as far as which one will go, you know, north yeah. and south and east and, and west and so but on. But you can't go wrong with either one. So. They're both great companies. Yeah. They will yeah. both take great care of you. It's almost like they're one company. They're, yeah, they will. They will yeah. Exactly. They will definitely take great care of you. So... All right, I got several things to talk about today. On the same token, lines are open. If you want to call us, feel free to do th- do so. I can't talk this morning. My, my, my tongue's I think all tied it's, up. It's that, getting that, that, frozen. Three zero three. Your tongue's getting four, frozen. Four seven seven fifty six hundred. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. You can also text us, especially on Tuesday. You're more than welcome to text us on a Tuesday, even, and we'll do our best to get you an answer to whatever it is you've got. Three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two. 307-200-8222. So, all right, one thing, and these this came from, actually, and I apologize, these came from listeners, oh gosh, well over a month ago, and we just haven't had a chance to get to these particular topics. We've had other things that we've had going on, you know, re, you know remotes and car shows and things like that. So a couple of topics today that I do want to cover that, quite frankly, I'm going to need the help of Jeff and Dennis on because I don't have a 
ton of experience. I have limited experience in both of these topics, so I'm going to re- rely on these two guys to help out here, and that is water softeners and mud jacking. Okay. So we'll kind of yeah. get into both of those as and those and again these were these were discussions that came or these were comments that came in on the text line from those of you listening. So I appreciate that very much, and we will get to those here as we go through the show today. Joe in Jersey, what's going on, sir? Well, I don't. I just I didn't call about this, but just mud jacking. I had a personal experience. I had a big driveway slab. I had a big three car garage, and I had uh, the driveway, and I had one of the slabs on the edge had. Uh, there had been some erosion, and uh, one of my slabs had really fallen down about two inches. Um, called a mud jacking company. They came out. They drilled with a concrete drill. They drilled about six holes, about you know an inch in diameter. Um, pumped some you know concrete mud down into that. Raised that slab up uh, so it was perfectly level with the rest of the slabs on the edge of my driveway. And they uh, backfilled those holes they drilled with some matching concrete. A beautiful job, and it, and that was ten years ago, just before I moved, and it had uh, never moved since. So it was a it was quick, inexpensive way yep. to raise raise a driveway slab. Works really yep. well. It does work really well, and there are different methods of doing that that I'll get into a little later. But that's a good testimony, Joe, and and I think some folks forget that that's available. They'll instead have somebody come in and you know jackhammer out the slab or do whatever they need to along those lines, and then have that completely re-poured. And, and and frankly, if they're not prepping that surface properly underneath, they're going to be right back where they started from, anyways. Yep. Yeah. yeah and, and in fact, one of the things they recommended, which I did, is they said uh, put a treated, bo- you know, install a treated board with some rebar uh, spikes along the edge of the uh, driveway slab to prevent any further loss of uh, uh, substrate there you go. under that. There you and, go. So that you know, I did that ten years ago, and, and nothing's ever been gone since. Anyway, nice. not the reason I called. Called about zoning. You've got your absolute heating and air. A lot of people are not familiar with zoning and the fact that it can be relatively inexpensively retrofitted to your existing system. Um, and I'm, John, I'm sure you're familiar with it. But what zoning does is is it takes an air conditioning system, and it installs a, a thermostat in each room. So if you've got an upstairs, a downstairs, a master bedroom, a living room. You can put a thermostat in each one of those rooms, and in the ductwork in the basement, you can put a a motorized damper that will open and close. So let's say that your uh, living room or kitchen needs air conditioning because it's hot and it's on the east side of the house, the sun, or it's in the afternoon, the sun is coming in, and that room is really, really hot. And the other side is doesn't need it, or the upstairs bedrooms are empty, the kids are gone off to college, now, you can always do what's called sneaker zoning. You run around the house and open and close those dampers, you know, as needed, but that's a lot of work. Uh, the motorized dampers, you can set each room to where it needs to be, and if that room is not calling for cooling in the summer or heating in the winter, the motorized damper in the basement goes closed and it shuts off the air supply to that room and only provides hot air or cool air to those rooms that need it. Um, and you put that in for a couple hundred bucks per zone. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice way to do it. So, um, yeah, new homes, most upper-end new homes are coming with the zoning these days but it's uh with wire it used to be a real pain because you used to have to run wires down right. through the walls now with wireless yep. you, can, you can put um you can put a, a thermostat on the wall no wires that is the advent of wireless isn't it right so it wasn't you know five years ago what i'm discussing would have been prohibitively expensive because mm-hmm. you would have had snake wires right um from the upstairs bedroom down to uh the ductwork in the basement where you put the motorized dampers. 
now with a Wi-Fi network in your house, you just you can put you know if you want to put if you've got three bedrooms, you yep. want to put a thermostat in each bedroom. Well, that's assuming, by the way, each bed- bedroom is fed off a different branch of ductwork. Right. Uh, true. Not true. Not yes. Not yes. Own, but to the extent that you have different. Uh, by the way, you can also put a. <laughs> if you have power in your attic, you can also. If you've got upstairs rooms, you can also put the dampers in the ductwork. In the ceilings. Yeah. Into the down through the ceiling, right. and uh, that's assuming you've got a power supply in the attic because you do need 110 to run those dampers. And like you said, there are some newer houses where they're starting to do some of that, although. One of the complaints I've got in that area is that it's still an area when it comes to the you know new builders where, the, the, in my opinion, that's lacking. Uh, in fact, I have a friend had a new house in uh, Highlands Ranch, fairly upscale development. Mm-hmm. These are you know five hundred thousand dollars. Right. I'm over and he's showing me his new house and he's got a room there, and there's no air coming out of any of the vents, and it's in the wintertime <laughs> and it was cold, and I go downstairs and I look. And I see the ductwork, and the ductwork is labeled, and there's a motorized damper, and it's shut. And I'm saying, Paul, where's your thermostat for this room? It turns out they actually run the wires in the wall, and the, when the sheet rockers sheet rocked uh, over, they never installed the thermostat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shocked. Shocked. It, you know, in, com- in construction, it seems like nobody talks to anybody. No, they don't, Dennis. No, they, no. the framer no. does one thing, no. and he doesn't even talk to the homeowner what he wants. And then they come in and they got to reframe it. And then the drywaller comes in or the insulation guy comes in and does whatever he does. Yeah, they figure, well, if it isn't done by now, I'm doing my thing anyway. Yeah, you want me in here? I'm going to do this. I know. Take I, those I wires and just shove them in the insulation. I don't and get it. Drywall and, over it. And he'd been in that house for three months. No. Still didn't and know. Wasn't a, and wasn't aware. <laughs> I go, That's where he needed the wall of it. <laughs> and I said, Paul, I said, here's the ductwork. There's no airflow coming out of these vents. And it's freezing in this room. There's oh got to be a way to open, you know. That's crazy. And I, said, and, and I took him down the basement and said, here's the damper. I said, you need to get your builder back in here and ask him why, what opens that damper, because that's why that room is freezing. And, you know, there, and it turns out he called me back and said, yeah, he said, turns out they were supposed to have been, a, they had the wires and they got sheetrocked over and they never sure. installed the thermostat. So, no one does anything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so. and, of course, nobody ever did any, you know, testing. And in, in defense of, you know, I guess you know you probably he probably didn't have a home inspection done. He just relied on, you know, the sales staff and the you know the the whatever the foreman is for the you know builder that's there at that time going through the house on the final inspection. And if there's no thermostat there, nobody's paying any attention or looking. Yeah, he didn't even know there were you know he didn't even realize that room was a separate zone. Wow, and uh, didn't realize there should have been a thermostat. But they're really really too, Joe. And for a lot of you listening, you would understand this. What they're trying to do on the Air movement on a normal, you know, uh, forced air furnace air conditioning system, whatever it happens to be, they're trying to do what, you know, what the hot water heat boiler end of things with zones have has been doing, frankly, right. for fifty plus yeah. years. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And on those note, that the on that note, the um, people, if they're gonna, if you're gonna replace your system, spend a few extra bucks and get the variable speed blowers. Oh, yes. Um, yes. You know, yeah, buy the 95% ago, efficient furnace with the variable speed blower and call it good. It's not that much more money, and it's well worth it. Yeah, and just for uh, listeners who aren't from where, 20 years ago, your system was either full on or full off. It was either blowing or it wasn't blowing. There was no in- intermediate. Yep. And you'd get this rush of hot air in the winter, this rush of, and then it would shut off. Now with a variable speed fan, it, it, it ramps up, when you, just like your car on your car's air conditioning, when you need it. A lot, you spin the fan way, way up, and you get a lot of cold air, a lot of hot air in a hurry, 
and when you only need a little, you dial it down, or the, some of the new cars have automatic. And the same thing now for a few extra bucks, get the variable speed mm-hmm. blower motor in your furnace, and you'll have continuous, circ- almost continuous. There will be a few times when it will shut off, but you'll get almost continuous circulation, either you know, just a little tiny bit of warm air mm-hmm. or a lot of warm air, depending on, on, on how much. Real quick, I want to throw something else in there, too, on the variable speed, which a lot of folks may or may not know they even have that type of a furnace. And a lot of folks will go out and buy the, you know, programmable fancy thermostats, which, by the way, work really well. I'm not against them at all. But you have to be really careful if you have a, a variable speed furnace. There are certain units or certain ones of those you know programmable wi-fi controlled you know out of the house thermostats that will not work with a variable speed fan on your uh, on your ac or, or or furnace depending upon what system you've got right so if you have your furnace retrofitted and you go for the variable speed fan you'll probably need to change out your thermostat that's right your old yep. thermostat won't work with your new fit and and, you know, and there's even some of these they've gotten better but like nest for example which has been a big you know they kind of really got into that initially and really kind of started to set the stage for the you know programmable wireless you know you can control it from anywhere thermostats and a lot of the early nest ones i think they've got i'd have to double check this i think they're better today but for the longest time a nest thermostat would not run a variable speed fan furnace I, I'm not. I'm, I don't doubt you, John. I, I wasn't aware of that, but that's good. I know that from experience. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, and, and real quick on the zoning, I don't know what it is. I know it's convenient to have that program, you know, to where you can program it that right. way and stuff. But really, how hard is it to walk through your house and shut a vent? You know, I mean, we get to the point where we're so lazy we're we don't spoiled. do anything. Pardon? We're pretty spoiled. Pretty spoiled. Yeah, just get up off your butt from watching TV and walk over and shut the vent. I mean, how hard is that? I'm sorry. But <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we think about it. We no, do everything that way. Yeah. No, you do. Sorry. Yeah, I just said that. Get off the college, you know, and that bedroom's empty. Just, you know, shut the damn... Yeah, you know, exactly, Joe. Yeah. That's what I used to do. Yeah. You shut them down. You that know, comment yeah, was from Jeff Kitty, by the way. <laughs> it's okay. I can take the heat. I'm to open the damn vent. <laughs> That's good, guys. Joe, as always, appreciate yep. you, man. All right, take care, guys. All right, you do the same. We'll come right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. 
You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. John Rush will help you make money, but you must be ready to make a serious change. Think about the mindless, mundane activities you do every day as a business owner. You don't think you have enough money to hire an assistant, but you'd only need to increase your customer base by a handful of new clients to make up for the wages you'd pay a new hire. Then you'd actually have the time to come up with some more efficient processes. John's philosophy is simple, be proactive. Right now, you're always playing catch up. You never have enough time to strategize about your big picture business plan because you're stuck in the day-to-day operations of your business. John will help you come up with the systems to make more money, but you need to be willing to listen and follow through. 20% of small businesses go under the first year. By the end of the fifth year, only half of small businesses survive. Make sure you're always one step ahead. Email John at RushToReason.com. You need more comfortable temperatures in your home now, not six months from now. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has air conditioning units in stock, ready to install. Worldwide production shortages of raw materials and electric parts have caused delays for HVAC manufacturers. To give you an example, one local distributor placed an order in January that finally arrived a couple of weeks ago, six months later. Delays like this in the supply chain give local, family-owned companies another chance to prove themselves. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air rises above the competition by displaying prompt professionalism in every area of their business. Their parts guy, a retired Marine, stays on top of orders, maintaining good relationships with suppliers. Thanks to their reputation for reliability, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air continues to offer 24-hour service seven days a week. Call or text now for an AC install and get what you called for. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, and we are back. And yes, thank you, uh, Absolute, one of our major sponsors of the show. We appreciate you guys very much. And again, any of our sponsors that you want to find, just go to the website, easiest way to do it, Fix It Radio. Dot com. J.D. and Lone Tree, what's going on, sir? Uh, well, I uh, was wondering if you watched Animal House last night. I did not watch Animal House last night. <laughs> I should have, but I did not. A <laughs> um, couple off-topic. Well, another thing, did anybody bring up the movie Weird Science? Yes, yesterday? yes. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we had somebody oh, text oh, that okay. in, yes. Thank goodness. Yes. All right. <clears throat> um, it was pitched to me a while ago. Um, as far as both heating and air conditioning, to have your vents moved, like my upstairs vent, the highest floor, the vent is on the baseboard, and with the heaters these days, you know, you can have that fan setting where you just turn the fan on, and so it makes sense to have a vent up high at the highest point in your house where all the hot air is, and then you can circulate that throughout the house without it you know, having to turn on the burners and same thing for AC in the winter is having a vent that you can open up in the basement where all the cool air is and just circulate 
the fan. You, are you way. talking return air, JD? Return air. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. And it's kind of an investment, and but I, I don't know what the return on investment is. Well, and really, what you're talking about, and there are companies that that do this, and, and honestly, it's not always your HVAC company. I can I can get together with uh, you know Arc Electric and Absolute both and ask them if they do these things. But typically, what you're talking about is balancing of the air system and figuring out exactly right. to your point you know where are we best off putting return air uh, for both because return air of, of ac is different that you you know it's a different kind of air that you want as far as temperature goes versus the return air on the furnace so there are balancing companies out there that actually can do exactly what you're saying some hvac companies will do it we'll have to talk to you know, again absolute and arc both and ask them if they do that um, and, and get some advice on that. But to your point, yes, that can be done. And I've done that in the past to different homes, and, and there is a value in doing that, J.D. Sure. And all you run is your fan, not... That's right. You know, you're not burning gas. That's right. So. That's right. No, right. it, it does, hey, it does work. So, Have a good one. Uh, well, you know, no, appreciate it, J.D. And for everybody listening, make sure that we're explaining that correctly. What J.D.'s talking about is all of you have return air, makeup air. You, you can't run... A you know a furnace or an air conditioner, especially in today's modern homes that are so sealed up. Back in the day, you, there was very few, you know, return air. You know, right? It didn't. It just didn't happen because right. houses weren't sealed up enough to where it made any difference back in the day. Today, though, houses are sealed up very well. So there is a fresh air intake. It's mandated. It's part of code. There's a fresh air intake that comes into the furnace uh, that'll come from the outside. It's a cold air intake that comes from the outside, goes into where the furnace area is. If you've got the furnace even closeted yep. off, you're supposed to have that return yep. air. Yeah, you'll see about an 8-inch tube right. that comes out of the ceiling That's or right. come out of a tube, comes down, and it's about – It'll stay about a foot close off the floor. floor. That's right, close yeah. to the floor, because that's your that's your fresh air coming yes. in to make sure that there's no you know carbon monoxide buildup and things no. inside the home from the furnace side. Now, there's also fresh air return vents that, in some cases, depending upon a house is built. By the way, and some of you may or may not know this, even on a new house, depending upon the house and how the HVAC system was installed, some of those return air ducts will actually have a filter in the duct itself. You may have a filter in the, excuse me, you may have a filter in the furnace itself. You may also have either additional and or the only filters will be in the ductwork. Again, some of this should have been explained to you when you bought the house from the builder or from the previous homeowner, but, you know, sometimes that stuff gets communicated, sometimes it doesn't. And the reality is, and the way you can look at that is just take a flashlight Shine through your return air vents, and you'll see where those are because they are different vents. They're not open and closable like yeah. the rest of the vents that have outgoing air in them do. The, the, you know, the return air is a straight vent. There's no shutting it off. It's a straight grate, and you can take a flashlight. It's real simple. And shine that through that grate. If you see through it, then there's no filter there. If you can't and you see a filter, well then that will need change periodically, just like your furnace filter would normally. By the way, I actually like those systems when they do that because, frankly, it ends up being you know much easier change out of the filters than it does even going to the furnace itself, especially if the furnace is in some weird place, right? like well, the attic or the duct, crawl space or wherever. Keeps your duct work clean, too. Yeah, they work very well. So, again, yeah, for some of you that are listening, uh, those will be things you need to be looking at. And, again, for some of you, especially on the newer homes, what I just said, there is no standard that, that I know of. There's no standard for. A lot of it comes down to the actual HVAC installer, how the house has been specced out. A lot of the newer houses, by the way, we didn't talk about this with Joe, but you know, if you've got a little bit larger 
newer house. And I'm not saying, you know, huge. A lot of houses that can be, you know, basement, main level, upper level, and maybe they're 3,000 square feet total. You may have two smaller furnaces, one in the crawl sp- or one in the basement and one in the attic, yeah, potentially, yeah. or an upstairs room, depending upon how they've laid the house out. And again, they do that for partially because of what Joe said, and they can also save money because instead of running ductwork all the way from the basement all the way up to the upper levels and doing you know the trunk lines and everything through the walls, they can actually get a more efficient house and build by, by just adding another smaller furnace to the upstairs. But in that case, you'll have two to maintain. Yeah, it always comes down to price. Yeah, well, price and depending upon how they've configured the home and, and yeah. if they're trying to but, eliminate some of those big walls that they would normally be running ductwork right. through, they do that by doing that right. also. Right, and that's a price. That's a cost. Yeah. It's a, it's cost effective to do it the way you were talking about. Yeah, and we all know, too, that the, the price of furnaces from what they, you know, that is one thing that has come down in, in yeah. price from what they used to be. You can get a much better furnace, a much more efficient furnace, and they're less money now than they probably were, what, 20 years ago? Right. I, I'm honestly, guys, yeah. I don't think the prices. If you and with the with the price of inflation on that dollar, they're cheaper now than they were 20 years ago. Yeah. You know that 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 uh, how do you yeah. want to say it? The, the scale it, up and making them and having all the different manufacturers and so on. And Joe could have attested to this being in that industry all, all the years he was. They're cheaper now than they used to be. And and you will save money faster because they're very efficient. They are. And you and again, yeah. the, the systems that I'm talking about now are even even one step above what Joe said to where now you can zone inside of the two different zones you have for upstairs versus downstairs, depending upon how your house is laid out. And again, I'm, I'm talking to, uh, you know, a lot of you that are listening, you you probably know if you have two furnaces. I would hope you would know if you have two right. furnaces or two AC units. But depending upon how long you've lived in the home and what the last person did to explain to you what you have. Uh, and sometimes it's on you. you got to go downstairs, look around, go upstairs and into your attic and look around and see what you got. And if you're, and a rent, you know, if you're renting, you know, there's also things along those lines where you need to be. Because keep in mind, even with you, we don't talk about this much. Even if you're renting and you're listening to us. These maintenance things, which your landlord is probably not going to do, it's probably in your lease that you're required to yes. change your own furnace filters and such, you'll save money yeah. by keeping up with the maintenance on some of these things, even though it's your expense for the filter. Yeah. Right? The filter's not that expensive. No. Filters are cheap. Yeah. yeah. In, in overall I, comparison, yes. You know, I like Bill's uh, with Arc Electric. He says, you know, just buy a filter and replace it. You know, it doesn't cost much to no, replace and, it. And actually buy a pack of them. That's what he does. He says he buys not the most expensive one either. No, I don't either. Just buy I a pack either. of them, have yeah. them sit by the furnace, have and them ready to go. Place them and off. Of. You're ready. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so, again, a few tips there. I will come back, and I appreciate uh, Joe even giving a testimonial on the mud jacking. There are other products now out on the market besides mud that we'll talk about in just one moment. So don't go anywhere. We'll come right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National the No Surprises Insurance Agent. Call 303 
That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by door, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. RoofMax is the fountain of life for your roof and will bring your shingles back to life. The natural oils in the asphalt protect your roof as weather and temperature cause the material to expand and contract daily. This oil gradually evaporates over time, causing your shingles to dry out and lose their flexibility. You may start to see your shingles cracking, breaking, streaking, and curling. Granules may begin flaking off. RoofMax could reverse minor curling, cracking, and granule loss to make your shingles like new again. The water-soluble plant-based treatment extends the life of your roof by at least five years, guaranteed. Call Dave Hart now for a free assessment of your asphalt shingles, 303-710-6916. He will go anywhere from the eastern slope to the eastern Colorado border and from Cheyenne to the southern border. Mention Rush to Reason for $100 off your treatment. 303-710-6916. You trust the technician who lets you decide. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will give you at least three options every time. You call an HVAC company because you want qualified advice, not a sales pitch. You don't know enough about air conditioning to fix or install a unit yourself, of course not. So you hire a professional to explain the situation more clearly. Then you decide between good, better, and best based on your budget. A temporary fix will buy you some time for now. A long-term solution will save you more money in the end. Only you can decide what makes the most sense for you right now. So, the techs at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air promise to stay in their lane. They will always give you at least three alternatives, along with financing options, to make your home more comfortable on your timeline. Schedule an estimate now at AbsoluteFix.com and get only what you ask for. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Yeah, and that is the uh, subject we've been on here for the past, actually, couple of segments. So it's great, great topic, by the way. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Jeff Kitty, which, by the way, we'll all be hanging around for Drive Radio once we're done with this as well. So uh, this is a Saturday, by the way. If it's a Tuesday, uh, Rush to Reason will follow uh, this program, Fix It Radio. But in the meantime, we've got Steve in Westminster calling in. Steve, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. You guys sound good and chipper this Thank morning. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Doing I, our best. I... <laughs> I had heard that it might be a good idea to leave your fan on 
for home heating and air, just leave the fan on all the time just to keep air circulating, even when the air conditioner is off and the heater is off, just just to keep air circulating. What do you guys think of that? I think it's, like it's a, personal preference. I've I've actually tried that personally, you know, in the past, and just honestly, Steve didn't see a whole lot of difference other than if you do have a furnace that's in the basement and you've got yeah. a pretty cool basement and you can suck some of that return air in and then pump some of that cooler air back out, just like if you're running the vent in the car without having the AC on, I think yep. in that case there's an advantage. When it comes to the heat side of the fence, I think you do as well, just having you know a ceiling fan or something along those lines to move the air around as opposed to just leaving the furnace on. But in the, in the, in the winter, like I have a wood stove downstairs that I fire up. You could do it, that. It, it works out really well for that. you got warm air down there. Yeah, but it does help to run the fan every once in a while if you – are trying to stabilize or get yep. some of the cold air, trying right. to neutralize your house. The, the issue with a the lot levels. of the newer homes, Steve, what we talked about a moment ago, is all these newer homes have cold air coming into wherever that furnace area is. So in the winter time, running the furnace is typically, not always because it depends on your setup, but typically you're going to be sucking in that cold outside air and then just running it back up through the furnace. So in the winter time, especially when we're super cold, I, I would say no, not, yeah. I would not do yeah. that. Right. You, you you would not run the fan under those conditions. Uh, if it's, it's if it's cold, cold out and you've yeah. got a unit like well, they're all going to have fresh air coming into them, and if it's cold outside, it's going to suck in as much cold air. I mean, literally, you're just going to take cold air from outside, run it through the furnace, run it through the ducts, push it out into the house, and I, you're really not getting any benefit at that point. The oh, air conditioning okay. side of it, though, I do think in some of our you know early spring, late fall months, you can do a fan only set up and get by with it but i wouldn't do it all year round i don't think there's any benefit to all year no yeah well our basement is sort of like a meat locker so there's nice cool air down there there and is you, and that in gives most you an homes. advantage yeah, yeah you can do that that's an advantage yeah okay again cool. really it well, comes down guys. to you your comfortability what's coming out of the vent itself you the can, style of the house yeah, you can you can yeah. feel even the the temperature coming out or get one of those cheesy thermometers that'll tell you too as well steve i mean there are ways to check this and just see what works best for you and that's where i'm, I'm careful not to make just a flat blanket statement because i think every house and how things were installed originally by the hvac company you know it varies greatly so this is kind of a case-by-case basis yes Okay, well, thanks, guys. You're very welcome, mm-hmm. Steve. I appreciate it. No, great question, by the way. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. It really was. Good question. And, and was we are talking during the break with um, return air, um, if you go to your return air register, you'll see dust on it. So there is a reason why you should filter that stuff yes. right there. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think how – because a lot of times what they do with, the, with that is sometimes if it's up – up a couple levels they don't even use ducting they use the wall they'll just yeah they'll use they'll use they'll, the, they'll, 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 they'll stud out the wall correctly and yep yeah and that's exactly right dennis yeah, yeah. and then they'll and use then it the goes wall down as a so duct work you got to figure out what kind of filter you could put in there but you could still filter it you could because yeah, yeah. i'm going through my head going right. right i wonder how i can filter that real no, you're quick. exactly right okay yeah. let's talk for just a moment about because you know, it is that time of the year in fact we talked last week dennis and i did about you know just getting the cracks filled up in the concrete and you know we didn't get into the asphalt part of it we may hear yet today we'll see how time goes but we did talk about getting things you know dialed in that way if you are doing some of that and you're walking around looking at hey you know i think i've got a really pretty decent you know trip hazard going on in x area you know maybe the concrete has settled or you've got another part that is heaved you know x amount and the only way to do that is to bring one slab up to match the other believe it or not there are products out there now and that that's another area that have come a long way 
used to be we called that mud jacking, and it still exists where they actually take you know, a mortar type mix and they literally, you know, drill a hole in the concrete. They pump that in, they move the concrete up, it sits on top of there and away you go. Now, the new way of doing that, and it does work. I've seen it. I've actually uh, talked to individuals. I've seen this, uh, uh, you know, firsthand. They now use a, a really super structurally based foam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a heavy based foam is what I'm trying to get. Kind of like what you put in insulation foam. Only, only tougher. Yeah. Even yeah. tougher than that. Yes. So instead of having to pump all of that mud jacking and such down there, they actually pump in this expanding foam, and then they, they you know, they shoot a certain amount in. They let things expand. They take measurements. You know, it's it's a little bit of a science to this and to how they actually do it, but that works very well. Now I don't know what the difference in price and or the pros and cons of each. I just know that that is the newer technology now, and I think part of that is they can drill a lot smaller hole in the concrete itself that they're then having to fill well, back a, in with the foam versus the mud jack. That'd be an advantage. I mean, they're only drilling about, you know, a hole in the concrete with the foam about the size of your finger. So it's about it's a not a half huge, inch at, at most. If, if that, maybe even yeah. three-eighths inch yeah. hole is all they're drilling in the concrete. Yeah. And they've got these little, I don't know how to describe this on air. They're, they're just little plastic inserts that actually go into the concrete that then they just stick this hose on top of and just and they and they've got a little control valve that they actually can shoot x amount of foam into all these and they may drill you know if you've got a four by eight slab they might build they might drill eight holes in that Mm -hmm. something along those lines and they'll go around the different area and again every these guys are experts at knowing exactly where have things fallen off what do they need to do to bring things back up i mean this is what they do for a living and they know exactly where to drill and how to do it and so on but the, the foam-filled, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, it's, not, it's not mud jacking. They call it polyfoam. I think that's the name I'm trying to look for. Uh, polyfoam versus mud jacking. Uh, it has come a long way. It's actually amazing. You know, when we're and by talk- the way, if there's somebody out listening that wants to be a sponsor along those lines, please yeah. let us know. Yeah. That's a big I, I deal put in that Colorado. Down. I was going to be calling. It's a huge yeah. deal in Colorado. You know, I did do some uh, concrete patchwork oh, you last did? week. Yeah, I did. Ah, right on. And I used different I things. <laughs> yeah. But there, I, I went to Home Depot and I found this bottle of secrete. You know, it's they have that mud, they have concrete bags mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and stuff. But this is in a like a two. It's a I don't know, like a quart size thing, and you cut the end off. You know, like you would for your uh, doing uh, caulking, and you just go around and squeeze that bottle in it, and that actually worked really nice. You can control it a little bit easier because then when you're you can stand it there and just shut it off. Where I couldn't shut off the gun as much because okay. I was using caulking. Okay. And when you, you know, even if you pull it apart, you know, pull the pressure off of it, it still wants to start coming out. Yep. So you got to watch. And because what I would do is I'd go about almost two foot, and then I'd go and try to make sure I push that all in, and I got it in looking good and stuff. Um, actually, it got all done. I'm thinking I don't like the looks of that stuff all around. But what I did is I, you know, you could take tape and put it around that crack. And then pull that tape up when you're done, and it'll look a lot cleaner. But I didn't go very wide, and it, it, everybody who's seen it go, oh, your concrete looks good. And I'm like, well, I didn't think it did. But, you know, so when you do this work, you know, it just it, the more work you put into doing it, a better job, the better it'll look. You know, if you tape that, put tape on that crack and just as tight as you yeah. want it, it would and, look and okay. It, and by the way, I looked up while Dennis was talking, the differences between the, the mud jacking versus the polyfoam. Uh, the polyfoam is a little more expensive, although they can get 
a lot more control out of it than they can mud jacking. Yeah. So by the time it's all said and done, you may not be any difference in price. I didn't know this. They only expect about a two to five year lifespan out of mud jacking, knowing it's going to probably settle back down into what's underneath. Well, the structural polyfoam will last much longer. Well, if you think about the mud jacking, what happens is whatever's been washing it out is still there, washing right. it out. Or the foam will get washed away. Yeah. And that's why if you've sealed the cracks up, a lot of the water comes mm-hmm. in from the cracks. So you do that, and then you don't yep. have the freezing that pops it up or the water getting into the bentonite that creates right. it to move around. So The other thing this, this uh, article I was reading said as well, and I did a little bit of studying this before the show, but even, even more now as we're talking, the, which makes sense, the foam injection, so the polyfoam injections can cure in as little as 15 to 20 minutes, where the mud jacking is typically an all-day process. Sure. There's even a little bit of time after that as far as when you can walk on or drive on you yep. know, that driveway where the polyfoam, literally within minutes, it's, it's ready to be used. Hmm. So there's also, an advantage, there's also an advantage there. So, yeah, we'll try to get, you know, that is one of those areas I'll try to get somebody on that's a much you know, better expert than I. Again, this was a, a topic that one of you texted in about and asked if we would actually cover this topic, and that's my yeah. limited yeah. knowledge. I wonder if you can get stuff yourself. I don't think you can. I've I, never I seen think, I, Yeah, I don't know on that. Don't yeah. know, I don't know much about that at all. A- yeah. Again, I, in, knock on wood, I'm lucky that I don't have a lot of concrete that's right. had issues where I've had to worry about yeah, doing that, either. so I'm very fortunate yeah. that way. because we seal up our concrete. <laughs> you know, it's cause and effect, honestly. Yes. Well, the yes. more maintenance you do, the less yes. work you have to repair. Exactly. Yeah. Great point. No, yeah. you're, you're spot on. All right, we got a call coming in. We'll take a quick – actually, Russ, I'll do this. We, we've got time. We'll take Russ right now before we go to break. Russ, what's going on, sir? You're next. Hey, I was just going to add into your topic there. So if you're uh, fixing cracks in your sidewalk, one of the things you can do is get one of those masonry blades and put it on your uh, skill saw or whatever and, and actually cut that oh. crack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. Make it wider. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you make it a little bit wider. But he also make it look straight, and it makes it look nice, mm-hmm. so it doesn't look quite as bad. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, you get in, you can get in, you know, you drop it down half to three-quarters of an inch. It gives you good penetration for your crack fill. It's a great idea. That is a great idea because sometimes that crack isn't very wide, and when you try to get in there, it's kind of hard, and, and it zigzags sometimes. Yeah. So cutting it straight would be, like you say, a lot neater, and then you can run tape right alongside that crack really tight and then when you do it you can pull that tape up and it would look really clean yeah yep. yeah yeah and and use duct tape don't use painter's tape no <laughs> yeah right um yeah painter's tape so, wouldn't do anything but yeah if, if you cut that crack um and then clean it out real good um you get a much better repair you get you can keep the moisture out a lot better that way too mm-hmm. yep so but, yep. Oh, okay. Good stuff. That's what good I wanted stuff. to throw at you. Russ, thanks, as always, man. Yeah, you you always got great tips. We appreciate it. We got one segment left, guys. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Dennis Brewster, we'll come right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. 
Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Arc Electric is family owned and operated since 1999. They specialize in all things electrical, commercial and residential, and are specialists in living off the grid when it comes to your power needs. Exclusive electrician for XL Energy's Home Smart program and for Blue Ribbon Home Warranty. For security and customer service, they'll notify you via text message or phone call when a tech is dispatched to your home and also who that tech is so you know when they're on their way and who'll be helping you. They also have a big announcement. They will soon be offering HVAC. Arc Electric is also looking for team members that can troubleshoot and are great with customers and with technology. And as they add HVAC, those techs are needed as well. So for all your electrical heating and AC needs, it's Arc Electric. That's Arc with a K. Call 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. You need more comfortable temperatures in your home now, not six months from now. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has air conditioning units in stock ready to install. Worldwide production shortages of raw materials and electric parts have caused delays for HVAC manufacturers. To give you an example, one local distributor placed an order in January that finally arrived a couple of weeks ago, six months later. Delays like this in the supply chain give local family-owned companies another chance to prove themselves. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air rises above the competition by displaying prompt professionalism in every area of their business. Their parts guy, a retired Marine, stays on top of orders, maintaining good relationships with suppliers. Thanks to their reputation for reliability, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air continues to offer 24-hour service seven days a week. Call or text now for an AC install and get what you called for. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, and we're back, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560, our last segment, and we appreciate all of you listening, calling in as well. Text messages, you can text us 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. So before, I was going to talk water softeners. We can always push that off if need be. We've got yeah. time, time in the future. So 
I just got a text message in on swamp coolers. I come from Texas with Central AC. I know they can freeze up if they run too long and never get a chance to shut off. The home I live in now is a swamp cooler. Uh, head of household insists that it stays set at 69 degrees. It is, uh, it's pretty much there 24-7. Seems to never shut off. Is this okay? Will this overheat the pump or cause damage? He says to have it at the temp so the cooler stays on to keep the mats from drying out. Second question, why does it smell like fish sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? This is a this is a great question, by the way. It is a great question. And yes, you come from an area where swamp coolers will not work. Yep, Texas, yes. because of the humidity you have there. You know, here we have such a dry climate that you can add humidity into the home, and you can use a swamp cooler and cool your house off. It helps. Although I Providing. will tell I will tell you, personally speaking, I hate them. Yeah. I hate swamp coolers. Now, I know a lot of you out there listening to me say, well, why? And, you know, you love them and you think they're fabulous and all that. I, I don't like them. I don't like the, the moist feeling yeah. uh, of having everything in the house feel that way. I don't like the smell to the point of this texture is asking. Well, I believe they're terrible in a house. But in a in a in a in a building, totally different situation. Yeah. Yes, that's different. That and they work well then. That's different because I had two open. at the shop it's at Extreme. We had two, three of them. And you can't air condition something you know that you're, big. You're, the mm-hmm. cost would be cost prohibitive yeah. to do yeah. so. But there's maintenance. So much maintenance you have to do to these things because you should be changing the, the yeah where the, that smell is coming from. So let's start there. Okay. The smell well, is coming from probably the fact that the water because. Even though you're circul- circulating water on pretty much a consistent basis by leaving the pump all the some time, circul- yeah. you're still going to have some garbage that ends up at the bottom of the pan. It needs okay? to be cleaned out. And you got to clean that out periodically. Also, the pads themselves yes. will yes. develop some mildew and smell. Nobody changes those pads, and, and those, they're not expensive. And those need no. either cleaned and or changed. I'd change them. Honestly, John, it's, it's pretty hard the, to clean them. It's pretty hard to clean them. They start coming apart. They don't They're, cost much. They don't cost much. So if you've much. got smell coming out of the cooler, change the pads. Yep. Is it okay to run it all the time? That's yes. personal preference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the That's best thing call. we did what we did is we fired it up first thing in the morning, cracked the doors, because you got to have air. you got to have air coming through. So we That's had right. to have the doors open about a foot, and we would air crack those Air exhausting is what you're saying. Yeah. Not coming in, but air, air exhausting. Because you're pulling air in from the typically roof. the roof or a yeah. big large window, depending upon your swamp cooler is set up, and you're shoving that either down through one big opening, or I know some folks that have ducted, you know, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't like doing that, but some have ducted their swamp cooler as yeah. well. And in that case, it's still pushing air through everything, and you've got to have an exit. Yes. Or it won't push any air through. Right. And and we had um, the way the ones at Extreme what we have is we have water coming in all the time, new fresh water, and then it drains the old water out. Well, and they flush the system. Yes. It, it's yeah. got a. And not a all of them do that. It. Not all of them do no, that. By the way. No. No. And it's, some it, have a tank that just has a float. Yes. That just it fills when it gets down a little bit. And you're somewhat circulating. Well, it's a separate pump, and what it does is it pumps out the pumps out right. the reservoir, so to speak. Right. And gets all that scummy water out, so you're getting fresh water in. Right. And you know, during the season, you know, like we had electric, uh, you, you, we had electric. You just flip a breaker, and it right. turns on the pump, and it sucks everything out, sucks all the water out. It's a good idea every once in a while during the like once a month to do that when you're running it go up there and clean yeah. everything yes it'll clean it it'll clean it out it'll flush all that water and out. by the way everything you guys are talking about right now 
is why I don't like swamp coolers. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a I lot like of maintenance. Dinking. I don't like dinking with them. And we also took off, you have to take out the pumps during winter because they'll freeze and That's break. That's right. You got to shut all the water off, shut, shut the lines them. off, yep. make sure there's yep. nothing in them. Put a cover over it to yep. save your, your filters and stuff, you know. Um, I used to go up and do that a lot. And call, call either Arc Electric or Absolute yeah. Heating and Air and get an air conditioning system installed and call it good. You're yeah. better off in the end. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Well, if you've got allergies or anything like that, it doesn't work They great. can tend to create a mold issue. Yeah. And tend stuff. to? Yeah. Well, I mean, it just... <laughs> yeah, they can. But see... And, they, and by the way, there is there are... Uh, cleaners, additives, things like yeah. that you can put in the tank to keep from happening what Jeff's talking about. But again, I'm back to that maintenance side. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't want to add any more to my plate than I already have. And one thing they do is if you do try to do an office or a, a, you know, a house or something, they do put a lot of moisture in there and it yeah. makes everything it, it just sticky. It is. Well, the other thing to consider too, and some of you know what I'm going to say next. If you've got certain types of flooring in your home yeah. and you use a swamp cooler, be careful. Beware. Because you, you can end up having some issues with what you do flooring-wise by how much moisture you're putting back into the air as well. Yeah. And furniture. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jeff. And furniture. Furniture. If yeah. you've got custom-made furniture or anything like that. Uh, I've it, seen doors in a house swell up to where they won't even open and close because of a swamp cooler. Yes, exactly. But Windows. I, I know our first house, we had a, uh, it was. Uh, Talk closer to the mic, sorry. We, our first house, we, it was built in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And we put in an attic fan and a vent and just turned the pump on and it cooled the whole house. Really? Yeah. It just sucked okay. that hot air right out and pulled the cool air I, And out. I, I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm more of a fan of doing that than using a swamp killer. Yeah. yeah. Just well, that own. was with the swamp. Oh, that was with the yeah. cooler too. Yeah. So it was sucking everything through. I just run the pump and suck the. I see what you're saying. Use the attic fan to suck the cool air out. Versus of the, pushing it through with the yeah, actual cooler. Yeah, you're not getting near. Ah, good point. The humidity. Yeah. Doing it that way, you're just pulling in. That's a great point. A gentle, cool air. Great point. Yeah. Again, that's and my own. Keeps, that's my opinion. Thanks yeah. for the thanks for the question, by the way, because yeah, that's, that's a great, great. question yeah. and. I, there is a lot more maintenance that you have yeah. to do to it because you, yeah. Um, yeah, on an AC system. Yes. Yeah, and if they're filters. on the roof, it's <laughs> yeah, and they have dryers on them to Bad. help that out too. It's yeah, there yeah. it's there's no comparison between the two in my opinion. Yeah. I'm just not a swamp no. builder unless guy. it's a shop. To me, a shop is. Well, you got a wide open warehouse well, shop, things like that. That's a totally different situation. It is. Yeah. And you know, you have no wood products in there that you're worrying about. Uh, you know, some of what we just mentioned a moment ago in a warehouse shop setting, totally different situation. Now, the only thing I'll say about that, because I used to run them in my shop as well, on a really super hot day and you've ran that thing all day. It ain't helping. Uh, no, because now the guys are just inside sweating to death from the humidity you added back in. And in that case, you would have been better off to just left it off that morning. But you got to gauge that depending upon you got to start it first thing in the morning early right. and get it running. And if you have, you know. And, and again, it can and be okay. And there's portable swamp coolers, too, that yes. a lot of you are familiar with. A lot of you guys that have shops are familiar with. Portacool yep. is one of the big companies that makes a portable swamp cooler. And, again, in our climate here, do they work well? Yes. yes. But you better leave the door open and still with those portable ones. Because we through. have a portable one at the shop, too. That's right. And it would blow nice and cold, but you better open a window up. you got to have airflow. Yeah. Got to push so you got to exchange that air out. Right. Yes. Otherwise, it's humid. Well, in the shop, you got to change the air out anyway. So true. Yeah. yeah. Again, in a shop setting, this is not a big deal. But would I take a port, even a portable swamp cooler inside the house 
while it may get one room cooled no, down, I it's would, not my choice no. of how to cool things off. <laughs> no. I did try the portable one. We no. carried it upstairs. I put it in there for my office up there. We turned that thing on. It uh, was like the paper stuck to the desk. Well, you have to remember that, you know, for a lot of us listening, Charlie probably can remember this as well. So in Colorado, and I grew up in, you know, we, we didn't have a ton of money. My grandparents didn't have a lot. And I can remember going over to my grandmother's house, and the way they cooled their little house off was with a – you know, little back in the day, they had those little portable swamp coolers. You set them on a TV tray. Oh yeah, yeah TV yeah. tray. Some of you may not know what that even is today, but a TV tray. <laughs> yeah, because it would catch a little bit of the water if anything went through. And then you would take ice water, right? And you would ice pour. Cubes. That's right. You would pour yeah. the ice water into that portable swamp cooler to try to get things halfway bearable. And that's you know because we didn't have air conditioning. Yeah, no. That's what you did. So yeah. I am I familiar with swamp coolers? Um, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. yeah. I am. And it's, again, not my choice. We've got it. Again, I said this earlier, the price of all of that has come down so much from what it used to be that it's virtually to the point where almost anyone out there can afford to put air conditioning in. You just yep. heard absolute heating and air, Arc Electric, same thing, talking yep. about how they can finance things and even do it that way. So there's multiple ways to get that What's done. What's the air conditioners that they have in some of the... Um, Those are the single units. The um, mini splits. The mini, mini splits, splits. They work there you very go. well as well. Yeah, but, you know, I put one in at the shop and uh, the circuit board went out ah. and they can't get a circuit board because the manufacturer, just like we're having problems with yeah. cars. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Something to think about. All right, guys, we're going to do Drive Radio next. Uh, or if you're listening on Tuesday, uh, we've got Rush to Reason coming up after this as well. But Drive Radio is next. Myself, Jeff Kitty, and Dennis Brewster. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is KLZ 560.